twelve twenty nine through 32. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's a fairly well-known passage from Scripture to many of us. Uh, In fact, when I was young, if you would have asked me, I would have said this was probably one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Uh, It's one of those, you know, seek the kingdom of God, and then God will give you all these things that you're seeking, and so it's a very motivating passage, and as a young man, I really resonated uh, to this passage. But as I continue to meditate on it over the decades, with maybe more of the weights and cares of being a husband, of being a father, uh, God's teaching me new things. So I'd like to dive into it together. Let's look at the context. What's the context here? The context in this chapter is money, things, and stuff. A few verses back, we encounter the fool that tears down his barns to build bigger barns, not knowing that his soul would be required of him that very night. It's a guy that had trouble with his priorities, the keeping the first things first. Kind of the soul versus money balance was considerably off for this guy. And most of us might say, okay, well, I haven't torn down any barns recently to build bigger ones, so, so far, so good. Well, then in the verses immediately preceding this text, Jesus shows us how God the Father cares for the lilies of the valley and the birds of the air, and how foolish it is to worry. For if God takes care of the birds and the flowers, will he not surely care for us? And that leads us right into the passage at hand. And Jesus drills in this message even deeper. Look at verse 29. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. So now Jesus isn't just talking about the problem of a guy that's tearing down his barns. It's a problem that's near to the heart of every one of us. It's worry. It's anxiousness. It's not just about the surplus, right, the overflowing harvest that necessitates bigger barns. Jesus is talking about the things that we all need for everyday life. Food, clothing, time, the basic stuff that we need and we use every day. Hopefully Jesus' words are hitting close to home here. How often do you find yourself concerned with the practical matters of life? The money, the things, and the stuff that I mentioned. You know, be honest. And if food and clothing doesn't ring any bells right off, how many times have you had thoughts like this? Will I be able to get everything done today? I have so much to do. How will my children or my grandchildren turn out? Will they love God? Will God save them? Am I going to have extra money for my savings and my budget this month? Or do I even have enough to cover expenses? Maybe I'm going to go negative this month. Or how about this? I think I might be getting sick. Oh man, I really hope I'm not catching a bug. I do not have time to be sick right now. Or or we've got company coming over tonight. How in the world am I going to get everything done? I mean, they're going to be here in 45 minutes. It's a half hour. Oh man, they're coming. Let's face it. If we're honest, we tend to worry a lot. We think about things and stuff and our problems a lot. Matthew 6.33 is a corollary passage to what we just read here in Luke. And there's one word that's different that I think is really worth pointing out. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. And I think what Jesus is pointing out here is that when we seek first 
things and stuff, even good or needful things and stuff, that's the result of us having an anxious mind. It's important that when we look at scripture and Jesus calls a spade a spade, that we're going to call it a spade too. So let's, let's look at worry. What is worry? Worry is seeking first the wrong things. What worry is forgetting. It's forgetting that trusting God's promises, God's grace, and God's character in every moment, in every thought, in every situation is more important than whatever we perceive our own need or want is. Worry is forgetting that as we trust and obey God, it's our Father that gives us all that we need, right when we need it, all the time and without fail. In short, worry is looking too much at ourselves and not enough at God in everyday situations. And one thing I've noticed is we can be very talented as people in making excuses for why we worry. And so in closing, I want to talk about three excuses for why we often tend to worry. So excuse number one, it's important. I need to be anxious about this. It's a big deal, and I don't really have any options. This thing I'm worrying about, it's really, really important. Well, verse 30 in our text answers this. Look at verse 30. Your father knows that you need these things. Okay, so yeah, food is important. So is clothing. None of us are getting along without food and clothing. But your father already knows that. He made it to be that way. He's already provided for billions of ravens and billions of flowers, lilies of the field, and billions of saints for thousands of years. He has a spotless record with these things. God is sovereign, and he has ordained every one of the potential problems that you're worried about right now. And he's chosen to bring that problem into your life to accomplish his good and his glory, all without you being anxious for a single second. So we don't need to worry even about important things. How about excuse number two? And this is a little more of a mature excuse, right? This is like when we get past excuse number one, this is our more mature excuse. You see, I'm not worrying because I'm concerned with things that God really likes, okay? Basically what we're saying is that as long as we're worrying about a good thing, it's okay because God wants us to pursue good things. But consider how each example of anxious thoughts that I gave a few minutes ago had a really good kingdom motivation that was driving the anxiety, Right? We're not worried about getting everything done. We're being diligent and productive. Right? We're not worrying about how our kids are going to turn out. We're just being an engaged parent. We're not worried about getting sick. No, no, that's not worry. We're just trying to steward our health. You can see where I'm going here. Every worry that we have has some good reason behind it. Let's face it, most of us don't worry about things that are bad. When was the last time you spent a sleepless night wondering when you were going to have the next chance to rob a bank or to undermine your husband or to hurt your children? Oh, man, just worried about that. No, none of us worry about bad things. We all worry about good things. But Jesus says it's still worry. Excuse number three. I'm not worrying. I'm just trying to solve the problem. Well, that's true that God does require us to be faithful, to obey, and to solve problems. But it's sure easy to let worry and anxiousness creep into the obedience that God requires of us. See, we start out thinking about how we're going to be faithful and obey him. And then ten minutes longer of those thoughts, we've got it all intermixed with worry and anxiousness. Our heart rate's up a little. We started just thinking about solving the problem, and here we are worrying about it. 
So here's a few suggestions on how to detect if you're worrying or if you're being faithful with your thoughts. Ask yourself, are you the right person to be thinking about the problem? Oftentimes, we worry about decisions that we don't have any authority over. It's not really our problem to be thinking about in the first place. Or ask yourself this, is this the right time and the right setting to be thinking about or discussing the problem? And I want to tell you a little story about this. I don't usually think of myself as being like a worrisome person. If you ask me, like, hey, Chad, you spend a lot of time worrying. I don't think so. But there was a time earlier this year um, where I made a like, major decision, for at least for me, and some investment that I was doing. It felt like a big, big deal. And I made this decision. It was kind of like a one-way street. Like, once you make it, you can't undo it. And it was two hours before the Russia-Ukraine war broke out. And, of course, two hours later, the whole war breaks out, hits the news, markets go completely wild, and it looked like it was a really, really bad decision given that, you know, given that news. So I go to bed that night and didn't sleep real well. Let's just put it that way, right? Anxious thoughts come all night. You sort of wake up. You're tossing and turning, thinking, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. Woke up in the morning just severely convicted that here I am, an anxious person. And I think one of the things that I learned from that is that oftentimes, even if we don't think of ourselves as a worrisome person, it can often just take the right problem from God to fan that flame of worry. And all of a sudden, it just comes out of nowhere, and and you didn't think of yourself as a worrisome person, but here you are worrying about something. And God was convicting me, wow, it, uh, it it comes on a lot faster than we think. So here's one last question here. Are you bathing all your thoughts in an underlying trust in God's goodness and power? Is God the start and end of your consideration of your problem? Remember, he's powerful enough to give you what you need, and he's good enough, because he's your father. So let's not pretend that we're solving the problem when we're just really engaging in an anxious mind. And there's so much more that could be said on this topic, but I just want to close by reminding you of verse 32. Remember, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You don't need to worry. You don't need to be anxious. Your father is good. He loves you. And he's going to give you what you need. So seek his kingdom. Don't be anxious. And all these things will be added unto you. Let's pray. Father, we confess we are a worrisome people. Sometimes we don't think we are, but you know our hearts. And you know how prone we are to focus on the things around us instead of putting our focus on you. So God, convict us where we have failed to trust you this last week. Convict us where we have had anxious hearts and minds, where like Martha, we've run around being busy with the things that weren't important instead of seeking first those things which you have said are most needful for us. Father, turn our hearts from our problems to your promises this week, we pray. We'll take a moment now to confess our own sins before you.